And welcome everyone to the newest episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And once again, you know we spoil people here. We have (laughs) another great interview and today it's Josh Gilbert from the band Household. How do you feel about this, Craig? Yeah, so I'm really excited about this interview. If you remember back, I don't even know what episode it was now, but when Ian and I talked about our favorite album releases of 2015, uh, Household's time spent was up on my list. I think it, if I remember back, I just looked back the other day at my top list. I think it was number four for me. There you go. So definitely up there in the top. I mean, if I had to narrow it down and like number them, but yeah, they were, they were, I mean, highly ranked album. I discovered these guys last year. They're doing that melodic hardcore, punk hardcore in just oh, you know, a totally different way that they they've kind of hit on something where we talk about this in the interview a little bit too, but where they've taken it from just making music to it's an art form, and that really grabs me when you know, especially with those melodic hardcore bands. These guys are phenomenal. If you haven't heard them, this is a great interview. Josh was really great. Yep. Um, and yeah, you should go check out their music and kind of as a treat here, we're going to play as we do on the, the show here, a couple songs from that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we want to get the audience to know, you know, if they don't already, I'm sure a lot do. Uh, but for anyone who's unfamiliar or just wants to hear their music anyways, uh, we're going to play the song uh, Western first. That's going to lead into the interview and then we'll come back. We've got a bunch of news and, you know, music, you know, different topics and stuff to talk about like we tend to. And uh, then we'll leave you with, uh, I believe it's Craig's favorite song, uh, which is, is uh, Sway, right? Sway, yeah. Yep. Sway from Time Spent was my my favorite song. So, um, yeah, it, just two great tracks, too. I'm going to tease everyone, and my favorite song is Undertow. So you go ahead and find that after we play all this stuff. And we're going to have all the links and everything, so you can go ahead and listen and, and get their album and go see them live. They're starting a tour on Friday. And it's with uh, Wolves at the Gate and Dayseeker. So we'll talk about that as well. I'll have the links uh, so you'll be able to check that out. And he, he mentions it briefly as well. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed this interview. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for, I think, the audience to listen to. So That's uh, right. Yeah, Craig, that's, any other things well, you want to go Well, speaking of over? links, I think oh, that's the perfect time to do the shameless self-plug. Ah, almost forgot. Look at that. Almost forgot. I wouldn't let you forget. Either. There you go. Don't worry. So again, if you're listening to us, thank you again. Thank you. Hopefully you're a longtime subscriber. You're enjoying what we've been doing here. You're discovering new music along with us. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for finding us. Clearly you found us somehow. Uh, You can always find us all the time on our website, ianhates.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash ianhates. You can find us on Twitter. We try and tweet out periodically and put up new episodes of both this podcast, the Ian Hates Music Podcast, and Ian's other podcast, Ian Hates Movies, if you're a movies fan. But they go up on both the Facebook and our Twitter account. Twitter is uh, Our Twitter handle is at Ian Hates Podcast. Uh, If you have kind of comments, questions, concerns about the show, tell us, you know, we did a good job. We love the The, concerns. Yeah, the the concerns. (laughs) concerns. Are the most important, but you can always reach us on the website, ianhates.com. There's a form at the bottom you can fill out and reach out to us, or you can send us an email, ianhates at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to like our stuff, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We'll follow you back more than likely if you're not a total weirdo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the and, weirder, the better. It's one or the of the weir- two. Yeah, one of the two. It, it depends <laughs> on my mood when I go through. Um, 
If you like what we're doing, share our posts on Facebook and Twitter. Retweet us, like us, uh, share it with your friends, get on your phone. This is most important here. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever your podcast app is. Please make sure you subscribe if you like what we're doing. That's how you can always get the latest episodes right on your phone when they come out. And it also helps us keep track of how many people are you know, listening to the podcast and enjoying discovering new music right along with us. Exactly. And uh, I think, well done, Craig. And on that Thank note, you. I think we should get to the interview with Josh Gilbert from Household. So here again, Western. And welcome, everyone. We're here with Josh Gilbert from the band Household. Craig, do you want to take this one away? 
Yeah, so I'm really excited, Josh. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, I discovered you guys at some point last year, and the album awesome. Time Spent made my top albums of 2015. <laughs> no uh, way, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so it was like right up there. Uh, oh, yeah. In like the top five. So I was I'm thrilled that you guys were willing to do the podcast. So thanks for being on. Cool. I, yeah. Totally glad to be here. Like I said, this is my first first podcast. It's kind of cool being set up like this. I'm stoked to be here. Wow. Awesome. We're honored. We're honored. And you have your nice, your nice mic, the headphones <laughs> yeah. set up. You're all professional over there. It's Very awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, I, I don't know. Usually when we do these things, we kind of just go through. So maybe you can just kind of talk about how the band came together, kind of the background of the band. I see you guys are from Minneapolis, so kind of Midwest roots there. Yeah, cool. What was, sorry, what was the question again? I just saw that. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, right. so, yeah, so we usually go through just kind of like the, the formation of the band. So it looks like, I mean, just from like what I was able to glean off the web, it looks like you guys formed about three years ago, kind of Minneapolis area. Are you guys all originally from that area? Yeah, it's actually kind of a cool story. So we, um, Nathaniel and Abby are guitarists, our brother and sister, and I'm their cousin. So we've always wanted to do the band, probably since we were young, maybe like 13, 14. Um, and, you know, we've always had that idea that we were going to start the band and do do something punky like that. And we met Matt and Josh. We, we played our first show together as household at a festival called Cornerstone in Illinois, I'm sure, you know, cool fest. Um, just as like a little like tryout almost. I had known Matt from earlier. We were we kind of grew up together in Minnesota. Yeah. And then at the time I was living in Canada, Nathaniel and Abby were in Illinois and Josh was in Wisconsin. So we act like we actually all moved to the cities to Minnesota to do mm -hmm. the band. So we're actually not from there. So it's kind of a cool story because we had to pretty much ditch everything we were doing and head to the city uh. and, you know, started the band kind of from scratch. So it's it's not our original home, but very much so now we would say like Minneapolis is, is a huge, 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 like a scene. The scene there is just really, it's different. It's, it's made up of kids who really care about music and all the bands that come from that scene. There's something special about it. So we would say it's home now, even though that's not where we're originally from. So oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. What, so what drew you to Minneapolis in particular? I don't know. We, we had to go to some city <laughs> and we knew we didn't want to live where anyone was living at the time. So I think we thought of like Prince was Minnesota. Um, we liked the weather in Minnesota, like the coldness of it. We thought that was like a cool, like <laughs> live in the, the northern wow. part of America. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, we just picked a city kind of arbitrarily, and that's one we went with, and it was a good decision, I would say. Now you that's said you said you were from or you were in Canada at the time. Did that have something to do with the weather? Yeah, um, I lived in Calgary, Alberta. Oh. And the weather is pretty similar, actually, to Minnesota. So moving there wasn't a big difficulty. People always ask, like, why would you move to, to like, Texas or Florida or yeah. something? But, you know, it's a good transition for me, at least. Oh, there you yeah. go. I don't know how you do it, man. It gets cold in Minnesota. Yeah, where'd you say you, where are you guys from? We're, so we live in the Boston area right now. But I'm originally from, like, southern New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. And I'm awesome. from Texas. So for me... For me, the weather is not good here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not. Nice I'm not too good not. with the cold. Yeah. No, no. We so, I, I don't know if you know Jay at all, but we recorded in Marvelo or uh, however you say it, in in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Just outside of Boston, how, how do you, how do you know how you say the city? Oh, Marlboro. Oh, Marlboro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Got it. Oh, is that yeah, that's? Is that where you where you recorded time spent, or was that with or without? 
time spent actually. Okay. So Jay Jay Moss from Defeater, he he lives actually no, it's Havro Haverhill or something. Oh, we stayed oh, in Haverhill. Haverhill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> But, I don't know how we know. Even living here, I still know how to pronounce all the names. But so we got it. Oh, so very nice. Interesting. So I didn't. I didn't actually know that. So you recorded that album with the guy from Defeater. Yeah, Jay. He's not with them anymore, but at okay. the time he was, and he's done you know tons of great hardcore bands. So we were really stoked to be doing. Yeah, that. I love Defeater. Their stuff mm -hmm. is. I mean, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a really cool honor. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. cool. So, so you kind of evolved from there. So you said you did kind of the demo thing, and then you recorded with or without, which was your your first EP. So, how did you? How did that kind of come about? What was the writing process like for that? And you did you release that on Blood and Ink? Yeah. So, originally we started as like a pretty hardcore, almost like metal, like melodic hardcore band, and I was screaming, you know, as as heavy as screaming, you know, just just yelling and tearing up my voice and. We recorded those first seven songs, which was going to be called With or Without, just in Minnesota with some friends of ours. And we didn't necessarily expect it to go to do what it did. Like we, we thought it was just going to be almost just demos. We weren't even planning to release them. But um, it, it ended up being a better recording experience than we thought. So we had released the Reservoir. There's a video, a live video for Reservoir, some live shots and some shots of us just in Minnesota. And Daniel from the label hit us up and was interested. And at the time, this was only like maybe like six months after starting a band. It's you know, our first recordings. We have basically only done Minnesota shows at this point. And to have like a label from Virginia, someplace we've never been interested in our band, is it was pretty pretty exciting. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, um, yeah. We ended up doing a tour with a band called Comrades. They're also on Blood and Ink, mm -hmm. and they're from Virginia. They they took us on like a, our first East Coast run, our first like full tour, and Daniel came out to the second show. Daniel from Blood and Ink, and he basically just said, "Yeah, I want to put on a record for you guys. Um, I like what I hear." And we we weren't ready to hear that at the at the time because we, <laughs> you know, we're just. I, I think I was eighteen. Two of us were eighteen. Nathaniel would have been like twenty one at that point, but we're we're just like young kids, just writing music and playing music. So that's it was, crazy. It was, wow. Yeah, it was a cool thing. I don't know if you guys have checked out any of the other Blood and Ink bands, but they have a really cool roster. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just pulling it up right now because I remember going through. So Tiger Wine, I actually was just listening to earlier this week. They did an Audio Tree set, which yeah. is awesome. Uh -huh. I watch Audio Tree like all the time. <laughs> and actually, what like I had been listening to you guys too. And what made me contact you guys was your little elephant set that I saw on YouTube. That's the first thing you saw? Yeah. No, no, no. It's not the first thing I saw. I just came across it like within the last couple of weeks here and was like, this is awesome. These I guys see, are yeah. so good live. Like, I don't know. It, it was just one of those things, you know, it's, I don't go to a lot of shows. So I, I said this mm -hmm. to Ian. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, don't, I, I like the music, but there's just not that, that drive for me to go to the shows. But like, I'll watch yeah. just tons of live videos like on YouTube. And you guys were phenomenal in that little elephant set. Dude, thank you. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going through now. Who else was on here? Um, uh, see, I the the one I always locked in with uh, with Blood and Ink was uh, Burden of a Day. Yeah, I just oh, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that was and a then, big that was a big influence on me. And then with Blood Comes Cleansing was at the bottom there, and I remember listening to them back in high school. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. So like in my like super metal days. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They have they have a huge roster. Yeah. So many bands that like I still don't even know of, but like. Saints, Saints Never Surrender, like a lot of people love that band. Mm -hmm. I know like even counterparts, they they love Saints Never Surrender. So to be on a label like Blending, even though it was 
it is like smaller at the time. Like it's, um, it's definitely grown. Yeah, it's definitely grown, and it's yeah. been it's been a cool, definitely a, a, a good like first couple of releases for us because of them. You know, oh, that's awesome. I and uh, so you mentioned uh, you were screaming, screaming really, really like shredding your voice uh, when you were on that first EP, and I did read that you had an issue. Uh, going into time spent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, kind of what happened is we put out with or without, and for a band that had done nothing up until that point, it was a good success on our end. We were just stoked. We were able to tour, like uh, full time for the most. You know, the most most of the year we were able to be out pretty much. Like 2015, we were out. I think it was like nine months. So we were pretty oh, busy and able to. Yeah, just like tour off of it. Yeah. And basically what ended up happening was I just my voice couldn't keep up with it. Like every night. My my style of screaming wasn't at all like thought out or <laughs> like technique. It was just what I called like desperate passion. Just like as long as I push harder, it'll sound something like a scream. Right. <laughs> and it it just it caught up with me eventually. So this was fall of two thousand fourteen. We had done like a two-month tour with Comrades again. We did a, like a full U.S. tour. Mm-hmm. And I just have like no voice and I wouldn't be able to like sell merch or talk to kids. I would just do the set and then basically stay quiet until we got to the venue the next day. So it, it was just like no way to tour. You know, you're you're basically silent for 18 hours of the day and then you're spending those extra six hours talking to kids before the show. Then you play and you can't talk afterwards. So it's... Right. It was not a good setup. So we what what happened is I went to New York to see Melissa Cross. She does a lot of the Yeah. She she's done a lot of work with like other hardcore vocalists, metal vocalists. Um and she was the first one who like recommended me to get my throat actually checked out by a doctor. So I went in and they found that I had polyps. Mm. So that's when I knew December and we were planning on recording. We hadn't set like the date or the um like the studio yet, but we yeah. knew we were gonna do something in the spring. Um so it's kind of interesting because we we had written a lot up until that point and then we found out like I can't actually scream like I used to. So we were, we took like 2 months off and we got back together to do some demoing before the record of time spent. Mm-hmm. And in the studio I remember trying to record demos just like just like you know just sing the song once just yell it once and I it just sounded terrible. Uh-huh. So we kind of had this crisis moment of what do we do now? We're, you know, we're on this this label that we're stoked about. We're going to go record with Jay Moss. Like, we're very excited about this. There's a down payment that's been made on that. And, like, our, you know, I cannot sing and do anything like what I used to do. So, basically, we just talked about it and we decided we didn't want to quit. We didn't want to end what we were doing. Um, we had a tour, like that, the demoing process. So that was like two days before we were going to go out on another two month tour. Wow. And I like basically didn't even have a voice after trying to demo. So we, we basically made a plan to try singing. So mm-hmm. I, we essentially did that with that tour, singing with or without songs in like melodic pitches instead of screaming. Oh. All right. And I was so surprised because I was thinking like, here we are, this like heavy, hardcore band and I just give it all and people love that or whatever but now I'm just singing like a you know like a kid just like yelling (laughs) pitches and people didn't even like notice that much it wasn't even that drastic of a change for some of them which I was surprised at but that's kind of what gave us the confidence to record time spent and kind of do this hybrid like yelly singing you know yeah 
as you've heard, it's it's not like a, a regular hardcore record. It's very different. But yeah, absolutely. But I love the vocals. They're, yeah, me too. Because of that, they're they're so different. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Did yeah, you end up? So you mentioned Melissa Cross. Did you end up going back after you found all this out and you know do some different trainings with her? Not with her. Um, I did my training like the day before. You know, she sent me to the doctor the day afterwards. So mm-hmm. once I found out that I had polyps. Like everything that I did, that even now, like that I've done vocally, is all preventative yelling and preventative singing. So it's, um, I have gone to other doctors, but it's been more like speech therapists and mm-hmm. people that have just like checked on my vocals because I'm I just like gave up screaming like like Melissa mostly teaches people. I just I couldn't do it because uh. I had the polyps and I, um, I just decided to go with the more yelly singy stuff. Sure, makes sense. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That is really crazy. Yeah, and it's it's still up and down. I mean, she said that because of my, you know, my damage, it's I have like a fifty percent chance of like blowing my voice, or like I'm twice susceptible, to, you know, to lose my voice than a regular vocalist. So it's been a very interesting thing. Every tour, I don't exactly know where I'm going to be, but it um, here we are. Like you know, that was over a year ago, and I still I'm touring and singing, and it's working out. So no so, complaints there. So now, <laughs> great, besides yeah. just kind of doing the forced vocals where where you kind of sing a lot more now is there anything else you kind of do as a routine to take care of your voice while you're on tour or when you go into the studio yeah i i used to not think whatsoever about my diet or like my sleeping habits or anything you know caffeine intake Mm -hmm. before like as we were chewing on with or without but once i found out kind of of what was going on in my voice i i did like a year without caffeine and i did like eight hours of sleep every night at the same time if possible like never do night drives and um, I was like really religious about those things and um, over time I've like slowly tried different things so I drink coffee now and it's it's actually not that bad but um, the, the major things like even for vocalists out there that I've learned are go easy on yourself like when you're not singing take it easy don't be like yelling and trying to talk over music at at venues or whatever just like Take care of your voice, you know, a ton. Um, warm up before you sing. I've started doing that a lot. Just like 15 minutes before I set, usually when the band before us is playing, I just just do some scales, do some some like uh, sirens with my voice up and down. Mm-hmm. And in between songs, I try to do less talking than I used to do. I just like say the words I want to say and not babble on and use my voice when I'm not supposed to between sets, you know? Sure. <laughs> sure. Huh. So... So now what was the, when you, when you guys wrote with or without, what was the writing process like that and kind of how has it changed or is it still the same as kind of what you did for, for time spent? Yeah, you asked that. That's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> the writing process. Let's talk about that. Yeah. The, yeah. With or without, like I said, because we were going to be, we wanted to be like a melodic hardcore heavy band. It was basically Nathaniel and a little bit of Abby writing like the song structures okay. on guitar, you know, just giving us the, the riffage. And then Matt adding drums and then adding bass and vocals. Just I would assume most like hardcore bands go with that. You know, guitar writes the structure and then you kind of add the pieces on after that. But um, that one I remember specifically, I had like nothing to do with it musically. I, there's that one softer song called Tri- Trials that I wrote a bit of the guitar for. Like I, I wrote those guitar leads in there. And so I had a little bit of contribution, but most of it, was just 
give me a song. I'll just yell some lyrics that I wrote on top of it. You know, pretty pretty straightforward. <laughs> sure. Now, do you write all the lyrics for for the band, or is it kind of a group effort too? It's it's mostly me. Um, like both Abby, Josh, and Nathaniel have written like a little bit, but I would say like I write eighty percent, ninety percent of the lyrics. Most of it's me. Okay. Huh. Um, and you say. You say you uh, you worked on some of the guitar parts before. Was that your first instrument then, guitar, before you moved on to vocals? In the band, I've always been the vocalist, but back when we were kids and trying to figure out like exactly what our band would look like, I tried. Yeah, I, like I played drums and played guitar a little bit, mm. um, just a little bit of everything, just to help with the writing. You know, it's really nice to be able to play bass lines to the guitar that's written, and you know. Yeah. add stuff together absolutely one of our uh favorite things that we like to ask because you are you are starting on tour on friday correct yep friday uh is there if you can now you're going out with i i looked this up before you're going out with wolves at the gate and day seeker right correct yep if you could from all your touring that you've done you mentioned uh you know going across the east coast east coast and then going across the the country are, could if you could fantasy book yourself with any of your favorite bands or your you know your the other members of your band like their favorite band could you think of any bands that you would love to tour with if you had the chance man yeah there's so many bands that we'd love to tour with like this is our first tour with some of the bands in like the market that we're we're kind of going for that it's it's our first tour um like solely through agents like Mm -hmm. up until this point we've done mostly diy so even just playing with bands that people know the names of, like usually we're just playing with our friends' bands and we we're both doing it together. But obviously we're excited to be out with Dayseeker and Wolves at the Gate. I would say, uh, personally, I would love to go out with like the Story So Far or Basement, Balance and Composure, like those th- those kind of bands, those caliber would be a lot of fun playing. You know, those bands are playing sold out shows like oh, yes. Citizen. Um, yeah, I, at this point, it's like anything that is like an official tour where we're able to kids and it's like just like a guaranteed show. Like that's that's like the the goal right now. I, I don't ha- I'm not too picky about exactly who, but those three bands, I would say, are my my biggest. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, now, since you brought it up, <laughs> we we have to ask. So what? have you been following the story so far news story? in the last couple of days? <laughs> oh, I saw that. We We've kind of been... In isolation out here, but I, I the video and people freaking out about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if you had an opinion. I think Ian and I were going to get into it later. Yeah, we have a whole conversation just <laughs> really? around this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll say this: like, I I saw the video first, mm-hmm. and I went like, my first, my initial thought was like, put me thinking about myself. Like, if if that happened to me on stage, you know, there's a girl taking a picture. Like, of course, that like it's just not. I would not do something like that. I, um, but the way that like the crowd responded and he was like jumping around, it seemed like it was a fun environment. I, it's it's kind of just like a weird thing that happened. I, I know it's it's made a lot of people upset because it's like violence and it's not like it's not cool to to do those types of things. I, I guess I need to look into it more. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that. I, I don't know. It, has he like said anything publicly? I don't know if they've said anything. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from them. I've seen other bands make public comments about it, which I was kind of surprised about. Uh, But yeah, like actual like denigration 
of it, like just straight out saying like we would like this looks bad on the scene and all that kind of stuff, which I was a little surprised about. And yeah, Craig and I are definitely going to go into it more. But yeah, I haven't seen I would like to hear from them because I never like to make complete judgments without like hearing the state of mind and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, apparently it's happened before, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're that band is doing big things and you're playing in a room full of people and you just do something and I don't know where he's at and what he thinks of it. I, I don't think it's cool whatsoever, but he's probably just like in the moment, just like there's someone on stage, you know, and yeah. that doesn't excuse anything. Mm. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I can see both sides of it. Like, yeah, yeah she, she just wants to have a good time. and She's taking a picture. He's having a good time, not thinking anything of it. Right. Right. And like you said, this stupid thing happens and now it's all over the internet because yeah, somebody right. else had a video camera. Right, exactly, exactly. So it's it's just one of those situations. But If, if anything, I wanted to bring up that I think the way that it was filmed was with someone's phone and that's how how it got out. And that's one of my biggest annoyances with any concert is like I understand filming like one of your favorite songs. But now mm-hmm. whenever I go and, uh, you know, Craig and I, this is where we we differ on our music is I go to shows regularly. I'm I'm there yeah. maybe, you know, as long as I can, I go every week if I can, depending on what's around Boston. But that's one of my biggest pet peeves is anyone holding up their camera the entire show. Right. Yeah, but I understand why they're doing it, but it's taking away from, you know, their actual live experience. Right. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah. Even in that video, like, you can see a a bunch of people. Like, it's a video of someone taking a video, (laughs) and in the crowd, there's just countless hands also capturing the moment. Right. And it is cool. Like, I appreciate when people take videos of our sets and Mm -hmm. post them. Like, that's there's something about, like, having a tangible, you know, evidence of the show. True. Right. There's something different about just experiencing it and not trying to to just capture it for something later. Right. Well, let's, yeah. let's swerve that a little bit. Oh, sorry, Craig. Go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. I just kind of agree, too. It takes away, right? Because like, you're viewing it like almost through that screen. It's almost as if you're not even yeah. there, like really right. experiencing it. That's kind totally. of what it is for me. But then the other hand yeah. is just like what you were saying, Josh, is at least then for people that don't get a chance, like if you're not touring the East Coast, I get to watch – uh, a video of you doing a set which is great for me you know that right. kind of thing so yeah but uh i guess just to swerve it then from something like that do you have i mean i'm sure you enjoy most of the shows that you're doing but do you have any live performance of yours that really stands out one that you just felt on and you had a great connection with the crowd like anything crazy that might have happened mm-hmm. yeah actually it's a that's perfect timing. We're about to release a video of our set. It, there's a festival in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Take Hold Fest. And it's mm. just this like punk DIY fest where it's a free festival. And last year there were, I think they thought there was like almost, almost over 200 people all packed DIY fest. Oh, nice. People from all over the country and, and tons of bands. Um, and there was a guy there shooting everyone's set. Like <clears throat> it's a three-day festival and there's bands maybe like eight to ten hours a day and he shot every single band set and wow. he's now like posting the video so we just got ours a little bit early and we're gonna post it soon and that set i don't know what it was we were the second to last band of the last night and so special was that it was just a room full of so many friends like mm-hmm. right there with us and it's one of those shows where like if you can imagine the room maybe fits like 100 150 people and then the actual stage is like another room that's like a step up almost like a cave Mm. inside the room 
And so there's people like lining that inside. So not only is there like a, a cool, like full crowd, there's also like all of our friends, you know, behind the drums and to the sides of us. And it, it's just, it felt, it felt really, really real. And just the energy was there. And that set just felt so fast. It felt like two minutes, you know, it just goes by oh, yeah. so quick. That's but awesome. yeah, we'll be posting that one. I think we have the full set we'll be posting in the next couple of weeks. Oh, so definitely check that out. Take Old Fest 2015. Super nice. cool. Will that cool. be your uh will that be Facebook or is it gonna be on your website? Well, um I think it'll we'll like put it on our YouTube channel. Oh, and YouTube then we'll as well. Post it. Great. Yeah, we'll post it through yep. Our Instagram, our everything will have like links to it and whatnot. Awesome. So, Great. Yeah. So maybe musically, right? So you guys are that hardcore, melodic, hardcore, punk, whatever you want to call it, band. Mm-hmm. So what kind of what kind of music did you listen to, or the the other guys in the band listen to, you know, that got you into that? And what are you guys all listening to now? Yeah, we we started listening to like I, I can't speak for everyone. Myself personally, I grew up on like '90s. Like I don't know if you know those tooth and nail bands. Like yeah, like. Oh. The, like MXPX, but like lots of other bands just from that like t- tooth and nail era, really, when the punk scene was growing. Sure. When I was when I was really young, I didn't go to a bunch of shows. And when I lived in Canada, there wasn't much like around where I lived to go to. So I remember some of the only shows that were in Canada that I could go to were like these heavy metal hardcore shows. So I started out listening to punk and yeah, like MXPX. I love um even bands later, like I love the band Emery and yep. like uh, Reliant K. Even is one of my favorites. Sure, nice. even some of the like the Scott, the Scott bands like Five Iron Frenzy. I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, Showbread is a, a punk band from that era. Yeah. Oh, I, do you know? Do you I, know those bands? Yes, yeah. I saw. I saw Showbread. Uh, I think they were with Under Oath at one point. I've seen them a couple of times really? live. But yeah, yeah, they they did. Um, the last thing I can remember from them is they did that double concept album. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the last thing, but I haven't heard from them for a while. Are they still around? They are actually. They just put out their last record and they're doing their final tour. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out then. All right. Yeah, the the record, the first one that was on Tooth and Nail, No Sir, Nihilism is not practical. The white one. Mm-hmm. They they did the tenth anniversary anniversary tour for that in Portland. Like I think it was like two years ago. Oh okay. And so we went right. to see that, and that was just amazing. Nice. But yeah, those those kind of bands, just like punky. A little bit of screaming, you know, just that earlier age is what I personally grew up on. Um, but then, like, going to shows in Calgary, my my biggest option in Canada was kind of these heavier metal hardcore shows. So I remember one of my first shows was seeing 100th and Counterparts <laughs> and just thinking, like... Those are some of I, Craig's favorites right now. You just got those so are my top. Those are my top two albums last <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. love both those bands. And, you know, I was that kid in high school that thought, I'm the only one in this school that knows about good music and these are the <laughs> bands and I get to see them, you know, next week or whatnot. And just that mentality of like being, being an underground kid, like a, on the margins of society and whatever. Absolutely. With that, you know, just being a punk, a punky kid. Yep. Um, so like we're like, I wouldn't even say we're a hardcore band now, but there's so much of our identity as a band and our, our passion and our like, wanting to be a part of that underground scene started with the the hardcore the heavy so um so like one of tooth and nails like sister labels or i don't even know if you would say that but face down records is has a lot of those like 
um, the metal bands that I grew up in, just because that was kind of what I was exposed to, just that like more Christian oriented um, those bands. And so, like for today, and like my children, my bride, and these like metal groups that I was just blown away by. That's kind of what inspired us to start our band as a heavy band because we saw we saw these like kids just being super into and passionate about this like heavy heavy scene and that's kind of that's definitely where I decided that that was what I wanted to do seeing like 100th just like go so hard and that I mean that was like five five seven years ago thinking like this is so cool this this short guy's got a sweet neck tattoo and he's just <laughs> giving it everything i love it <laughs> and those guys are all like i mean 100 thing counterparts both are like five albums deep each i think oh man oh yeah yeah, yeah Did you said you said those are your favorite records of this last year i don't no, even 2015 know. yeah 100 okay. came out with free and counterparts released mm-hmm. tragedy will find us yep oh okay last year those are the two releases so yeah those are my top those are my one and two Okay. Last year, if I had to pick, I just, those guys are just. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, there's something about counterparts too. Like they do that. I, I really love like the melodic hardcore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. And they just do it kind of like nobody else. Like all the syncopation, the weird rhythm changes. It's so heavy. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. They have this like amalgam of things. I mean, right, right. like every band that I listen to, I think has that, like there's that unique yeah, that's factor. True. And I think right. that's what does it for me with counterparts specifically. Yeah. We, I mean, we're in the process of writing our next record and so we're constantly analyzing bands and you know especially bands that are doing it and doing it well like what is it that makes counterparts so attractive and this is a little bit ago but we were just talking about how so much of their music is just transitions it's just like well put musical transitions between parts it's not even like writing it's very progressive it's not like verse chorus in any way it's just right right a, a very well put together transition into the next part into another transition and you know it's 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 really like smart intuitive writing i don't know how, how they do it it's, it's pretty impressive yeah it's it they take it from like it's not even just like writing a song to like it's that next level of like art right yeah like that's that's what it is for me it's like when you listen to it it's interesting it's like not what you would expect it's not where you thought they were going with the song or where you thought they were going with the melody it's just so different. Yeah, and I don't even know them that well, but what I have heard is, it, yeah, it's always like, yeah, this band deserves to be doing what they're doing there. Yeah, I and I mean, the same out. can be said for you guys, right? Like, you guys, it, it's the same thing. It's that next level of, of music. It's it's that mm-hmm. art level where it's not what you would expect from, you know, a heavy, hardcore, punk, again, whatever whatever kind of band. It's, you guys put the melody in there, but you, you're not afraid to go heavy. You do interesting things with the vocals. You throw it all together with really good lyrics. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you, you take it that, and you guys deserve to be in that league with counterparts and hundredth, which is <laughs> at least in my book, that's where you guys are. <laughs> Dang, thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah sure. of course. And then, so uh, you, oh, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, what do you guys listen to now? That's exactly yeah, what I was going to ask. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well done, well done Craig. Well done. <laughs> Took the wind out of your sails. There. <laughs> it's like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and it's all it's always interesting watching different podcasts like learn and progress how to like be the best interviewers so i gotta say good job i mean you guys are <laughs> handing it off well oh thank you, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> we don't uh, always this is gonna be our we're gonna cut this and make this our intro to the podcast i think <laughs> okay it starts right now Perfect. <laughs> um yeah so we like nowadays i I kind of don't want to be salty when i say this but a lot of what i listen to i call educational listening mm-hmm. it's like what are the bands that are doing good things and how can we listen to them and, and what is it about them that makes them stand out? 
Um, so I almost have like this category of what's important to listen to, to like be a better writer and be a better musician. And then what's like, not guilty pleasure, but what's like what I like, regardless of what anyone else thinks, like they're totally different for me. Right. Sure. So, you know, so each of those lists. Yeah, it's (laughs) totally the, definitely the right side. The, the, the first side is like basement balance composure. Um, like I said, the bands we want to tour with would be awesome stories so far. Mm -hmm. Um, those bands are doing what a lot of bands are doing, but it's something about them that's that's special. And I don't know if it's persona or if it's, you know, we're just trying exactly what we're trying to figure out. Like pick apart what makes those bands awesome, see what is unique about our band, and how can we not compete, but how can we be a part of like the growing music, you know, the growing underground music scene. Right. Um, sure. How do you leverage what you're already doing and totally. and take it to that next level? Yeah. So balance of composure, definitely. I think the melodies he writes and the phrasing he writes is really, it's really specific and pointed. And every every line I can remember, or you know, the melody sticks in my head. So I really enjoy writing the melodies for this new stuff because it's um, we're just taking the time to like slow things down and make every line matter. And I think they're a band that does a really good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the one side, and and I love those bands too. It's not just that I'm like well, right. just just listening for, you know, input or whatever creative ideas, but it's 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 also you know it's that like educational listening. I said it's kind of funny. Sure. Yeah. Um, but then when it comes to bands that I just listen to because I want to sit down and enjoy good music, maybe read a book or something, um, the Sufjan Stevens, his newest release, really into that, just like more chill stuff. Matt's really into Jack Johnson. We've been listening to him a little bit. And okay. I'm like, I can, I like this. I think I can vibe with it or whatever. <laughs> chill, sure. chill out a little um, bit. <laughs> yeah. I I love Reliant K still. Listen to them yep. sure. every week. If not more than that, I you know, good bands. But honestly, I spend more time listening to podcasts and just like reading and l- working on just like learning things and ideas for writing more than like strictly just music. Sure. So. Sure. What, what yeah. kind of podcasts yeah. are you listening to? Um, there's a podcast called Stuff You Should Know, which is a oh. popular one. A lot yeah, of yeah. people know. Yep. Um, that one's like interesting little pieces. If I like, they just do 30 seconds on like very specific things, which I love. <laughs> um, I like. There's a what's it called? The Jabberjaw Media Network is like a yeah. network of podcasts. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah because course. we listen like, to uh, Shane Told's uh, Shane oh, Told's uh, Lead Singer Syndrome is on. Yeah, that. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. He, so he did a guest, he did like a, he was interviewed by a podcast I like called Bad Christian, which is like yep. the, the head of Jabberjaw. It's mm-hmm. the guys from Emory. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emory. My, yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that whole like break it down. Um, just all, I can't think of all the other ones, but like th- that, that's just a great, whatever it is ha- that's happening, like that's my niche right there. Like that podcast world. It's so interesting. Every episode I'm captivated. I just, it's exciting to listen to, you know. Oh, that's that's awesome. You yeah, also. Oh, go I, ahead, Craig. Oh, I'm sorry. Ian. No, <laughs> I, mean, I think you were going on this, and I was going off on another direction. See, that's yeah. a part of a podcast, so you just never know. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, I've been meaning. I was actually on the Jabberjaw website. This is a couple of weeks ago because I've been listening to Lead Singer Syndrome, mm-hmm. and I haven't listened to it in a couple of weeks because it hasn't been anybody I've really like connected with or you know any of the bands that I listen to. But I've been meaning to get to some of those other podcasts because you're right. I feel the same mm-hmm. way, which is. It's kind of hitting on on something that yeah. is important to me. 
and yeah. all, all of these guys, like the guys from Emory doing their podcast, and they're all interviewing each other, and everybody kind of in that scene, there's guys from Emory, uh, Shane from Silverstein, everybody's kind of grown up, and like, they're, you know, a couple years older, you know, probably five or ten years older than Ian and I are mm-hmm. now, so like, we grew up listening to them, and now they're kind of off doing these other things, so it's interesting to see kind of how their careers have gone, totally. what they do with it. Yeah, they're more than, like, it's it's awesome how they're more than just musicians, they're they're it almost sounds cheap to say businessmen but they're people they're entrepreneurs making things making art in like totally different different ways you know making podcasts making videos creating organizations and networks and totally expanding just like their whole empire of, of sorts um I, I would recommend the break it down podcast okay it's, it's matt from memory i don't know if you guys have heard that one but no. he he just loves to like go farther than a normal person would with like different ideas so like for example they um they had this festival they played where they were guaranteed five grand and the festival like totally totally just like didn't get any sort of saying like it just it didn't work out the festival just nobody came so they didn't get their guarantee basically and so then he had a podcast of them just like ripping that and then the promoter of the podcast heard about it and he actually came on the podcast like the next week so it's more than just like people hating and bashing things it's actually like people making a difference enough that like the guy from that you know the promoter from that festival came on to the show and then they had a conversation it was like very interesting the tension of like hey you you kind of owe our band five grand but that's not really how it works like we'll just (laughs) never you know it's, it's it's so cool like the world of of podcasting and just the internet is allowing such different types of communication to happen. It's it's cool. It's it's great to be on this. You know, it's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on. Yeah, I think we might have to invite you to be a co-host on this. I think that's I think that's where we're going with this. <laughs> uh sure. That'd How are good. you on Wednesdays? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's Wednesday night every. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I just did... have off days every Wednesday, and you know, Josh, why do we have off days every Wednesday? Well, I have yeah. a podcast to do. Got to do this <laughs> podcast. Uh, well, I did want to ask you. Uh, you had mentioned <laughs> literature. Uh, are there any like specific books or anything that you're reading now? And does that actually influence any of your lyrics? Yeah, I think with every album, like this is not a full concept that I've decided on, but with every like release we've done, I appreciate having like a period of time where I'm like thinking or like reflecting on certain ideas. And then there's like a time between that where I learn and I just take time to reflect. And then I kind of point, something else so with or without is very much about like the youth and like what the passion and we just like expressing ourselves in that kind of that that young angsty almost age and then time spent is definitely this this idea of like searching and it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to like um like test the waters with things and like be be up for like open just like being an open human being um so there's just like these seasons and so i'd say in writing this whatever we're writing next like it's i've been wanting to read a lot about story mm-hmm. um so like actually reading stories so like i read the harry potter series in may which i had never read before oh sure which was cool yeah. um my wife's but, a huge fan yeah. really yeah, yeah it's the most important thing is just like story and developing that and understanding that i think what we're going to be writing about in the future is a lot more so about like stories and experiences and kind of what um 
what it means to like be a part of this like crazy thing that we're living and just like have purpose and meaning into life. And so it's, yeah, I've been focusing just on like reading about story and reading, reading about like plot development, like, um, so actually reading stories, but also just like, I don't know, reading things about the brain and like how life works and those kind of things. There's an author named Malcolm Gladwell. Oh yeah. That writes, he writes some cool books. I just finished his David and Goliath, which was just a lot of like out of the box thinking and just interesting thoughts on like how like you can view the underdog in a totally different way. I don't know. It. Re- I mean, it, this is all very vague and like fluid, <laughs> but it, like reading, I think in general, just like brings a person from like one state of mind and it can like help push them towards other things and other ways of thinking. And so reading is, Reading is good, and I really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> a message for all the kids listening right now. Yes. Uh, so now I smell, I mean, especially with what you're talking about right there, would you ever go uh, concept album at all? Yeah, that's a big That's a big thing. I love concept albums. Mm-hmm. I mean, you brought up Anorexia Nervosa. And especially, I mean, Emery, too. They've done their, yeah, they've done their totally. concept as well. It's... Part of me thinks that everything we write is a concept just because we're writing in a certain frame of mind and like that in itself is a concept. But actually doing like a hard, like a concept where there's like specific, you know, details or a story, like Defeater, their, you know, their whole discography is like somewhat of a concept. That's, that's, that's so awesome. But I would definitely say I would like to, and I know that it's like a big thing to to try and accomplish. So I want to be in the right spot to do that. But inside of like doing a, like instead of a whole concept, there's definitely like pieces of it throughout the whole thing, you know, yeah. um, of writing. So Absolutely. concept albums are sweet, but you got to be the right person <laughs> in the right spot to do them, I think. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. Craig? Yeah. So you said you're you're working on some new stuff and you're reading and all this stuff. So when you know, that next household album comes out, what can people expect from, you know, from listening to With or Without and uh-huh. Time Spent? What can people expect from the next release? Yeah, I keep telling people that it's like a bigger jump than we took before. You know, a lot of people were shocked at the change between With or Without and Time Spent. But I think just naturally um, in where we're writing musically, but also just in like taking care of my voice, um, it's definitely more, it's, Whatever direction you want to say, we pointed with the last record, it's going farther that direction. So right. um, we're allowing ourselves to basically have no no rules. We're um, definitely wanting to be more of like an accessible band and a band that um, maybe has like more genre, spreads to more genres. So definitely more of a rock sound and something, yeah, like I said, accessible, but at this point, we're still we have so many different types of songs, and I I still don't know which ones we're gonna go with. So right. it's it's an exciting place to be. I, I like what we're writing though. It's 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 interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. So now I guess I guess since we've we've talked about music, we talked about the podcast and literature. Um, are there anything else? Like, is there anything else that you do normally on like the downtime with the band? Uh, do you guys you guys like to go to concerts yourselves? Do you also um, are you movie fans? Is there anything that you keep your time with when you're not focusing on music? Spike ball. You guys ever played spike ball? No, I don't think so. No, I don't no. Think so no. <laughs> what is that? Now we have yeah, to. Know. Liter- literally, the other four people in my band are playing spike ball right now. It's like <laughs> it's like a hybrid between volleyball and 
Um, dodgeball? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what do the people say? Yeah, like volleyball. It's I don't know. It's a game with a net. You spike a ball. We we play that um like many hours of the day. So that's a big right. thing. <laughs> I like the and I I joke with that answer, but I, there's not really a good answer for that. We do we do a lot of weird things as household. Oh sure. We, you know, we at the cabin we wrote like for 30 days in the cabin not quite 30 days but we recorded videos like every night of us so we just have these weird things that we like to do just a weird you know weird group of people but <laughs> those types of things keep us entertained so it's, it's it's good oh absolutely uh craig you got anything else i don't think so no thanks again for being on yeah. really appreciate it i think we covered totally. we i think we covered everything like all of our questions yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah i'm really happy Thank you, you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you for this being your first podcast. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so yeah, sense. Josh, thank you once again. Uh, much appreciated. We had a great time. Yeah. I'd love to do it again. Let me know. Welcome back, everyone. Once again, had a great time talking with Josh from Household. How about yourself, Craig? Yeah. No, he's a really great guy. I mean, really down to earth, really like well thought out. He really, again, like I said in the beginning of the episode here, they take that next level, that next step with their music, and you can hear about it. They really think about what they want to do and how they want to evolve and how they can get better as a band, and they talk about that a lot. And it's just this really thought out. It's not they, they don't want to put out that cookie-cutter stuff, and they're definitely not doing that at all. They're they're just totally unique, uh, and what it's what makes their music great. Yeah, and I'm really, really looking forward to that new album whenever it comes out. Like from what he was saying, it just makes me really, really extra interested. Yeah, I agree. They're they're really evolving as a band, and it sounds like, especially him as the vocalist, what he's doing with his vocals to kind of preserve and and change up his vocal style should be really interesting. I think on the next album to see what he does with that. That was the craziest part for me because I remember reading about that, and just to know because it is, I mean, you don't hear about it that often that change that someone has to make. I think wasn't that originally what they said happened with Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, I thought it was something similar to that, but I think that might have been rumor. Was I, it Avenged Sevenfold? I remember something with AFI. Too. AFI too, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so it's it happens from time to time, and to see, you know to hear the difference just for household, just to hear the difference between the EP and, and then going into uh, Time Spent, like you can tell that difference, and then... From here, from this album to the next, we have no idea what direction it's going to go to. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I, he did say it was going to be a bigger leap. Uh, I mean, to me, it didn't seem like, to me, it totally made sense, the the evolution of the musical style from from with or without to mm -hmm. time spent. Like, to me, it was, it's totally kind of like this seamless transition. Right. So to me, it didn't feel like a jump at all. I, I really like the vocals on both albums. I like the music on both albums. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm just really interested to see, see how they, they put this together. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to talk to Josh again uh, once they make any announcement. And yeah, I, I really hope they come around to the East Coast, to the Boston area as well. And, you know, like we said, make sure you go out and check them out because they're on tour now or starting Friday. So I'm sure by the time some people have time to listen to the podcast, it might be Friday. So yeah, we'll we'll have all the links. Make sure you check that out because I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. I agree. Yeah. All right, Craig, uh, let's move on now. We have some news to talk about in the scene and genres of what we tend to cover 
I guess that's that's right. Yeah, let's let's dive into it with uh, kind of the latest and greatest of what happens. I was much more plugged in this week. I think our listeners will be happy to oh. know. <laughs> I wasn't living in a hole for whatever reason. Whatever happened to me last week? Yes, you are above you are above ground this week. Yeah, I, I was. I was. <laughs> I poked my head out. Well, wow. I was. I I mean, last week. Uh, we had a we had a band breakup. We had Weather Eye, and we had we had talked about that one. And it looks like this week the trend continues because uh, the band Slaves has also abruptly broken up. Yeah, this is bizarre to me because I, I mean you mentioned it too. They were just on tour. You literally just saw them. Yeah, we just had a concert review like what two weeks ago, maybe. I think it there? was because yeah. they were they were on Conquer Divide and Micah Relocate and Outlining Color. Yep. And- and, and and slaves did, did they they headlined right yeah they headlined um the the only thing that i could have gathered from that show that might have been something was i did mention that they they said they were having technical difficulties and walked off stage early like they they probably played for like 35 minutes maybe somewhere around there uh i don't know if that's something that they continue to trend with or if that was something about the the band or if they were mad at the label or the venue like i have no idea uh, but I don't know if that had anything to do with this breakup or if it continued to happen, whatever it was. And it just they were just like, nope, we're done. You know? Yeah, I, I can't help but wonder if, you know, I mean, I uh, listen, I love Johnny Craig, his voice, voice of an angel, the voice of an angel, as I always say. Right. <laughs> but I, I can't help but wonder if this is more Johnny Craig shenanigans here. I mean, they've had issues on Warp Tour. Yep. They, you know, slaves just broke up now for working our way backwards. He was in Omarosa and then out of Omarosa. He was in and out of and then back in and then back out of Dance Gavin Dance, right? right. Like, yep. <laughs> like he can't seem to hold down. He does some solo stuff and then he does some other solo stuff and he can't seem to. And, and let's, you know, benefit of the doubt here, let's chalk it up to just being a super creative individual. He yep. has to kind of have his hands in multiple projects here. But, we go to yeah. his Twitter feed, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even want to read them. I don't like, think we should. Yeah, you guys have fun. You guys have fun going to his like look up what it, what is his Twitter? At least we can at least do that. Oh, do you goodness. have that? I can. I'll, I'll look it up. Right okay, now. yeah, but I'll I'll, I'll mention. Yeah, uh, Craig and I were going through because wanted to see if there was anything more, uh, you know, to the story because it was so abrupt. Because they were supposed to play, I think, with Palisades over in the UK or they were doing a European tour, something like that. And I think they had other dates too. And now they're just done. Like that's yeah. that's it. So his uh his uh Twitter handle is at Johnny Craig four L. Oh, okay. All right. So um, it's not yeah. Yeah, so Johnny is spelled J O N N Y. Just in case you're wondering, uh, if you never spelled it. But yeah, you should uh, if if you're not of weak constitution, you should go and scroll <laughs> through his Twitter feeds. They're fairly graphic. We must warn the audience. <laughs> you're all uh, adults. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think fairly graphics putting it mildly too. They're pretty graphic. Yeah, but yeah. So I, you know, it could easily. I mean, he's going out on tour now. He's doing a single, you know, solo thing. Uh, that might have played a role into it. I'm not sure. It just seemed weird because their guitarist put out. I think from what I've seen, the guitarist is really the only person who's who's come out and said anything. Um, That's and, right. And he just mentioned that he's like in debt and wouldn't change anything. You know, f- you know, wouldn't change anything for his life. You know, all that kind of stuff. But I would think if you were in debt, you'd still be trying to make money. 
right? But maybe, yeah, maybe it, I we don't know. I mean, we don't know the story and stuff. It's just it's kind of a shame because I did like the band, uh, but it seems like he'll just bounce around the same way he normally does. And I mean, he was the focal point. I even mentioned a lot of times. There are a few slave songs that are really good and they're unique, but then there are other ones where it's it goes in, it kind of blends in. The songs just kind of blend because you're really listening to Johnny Craig's music, and that's not a slight against the band because they're all talented, but that's what he does is he is that front man. Like you're, you're not really listening to the technical parts of the band. You're listening to him. And don't get me wrong. I mean, the technical parts of the bands are all very good. I yeah. mean, all of – I mean – that's to me that's what really strikes me about dance gavin dance in particular is their stuff is not that it's not your cookie cutter stuff it's very technical it's very creative i went i met more slaves than oh yeah, yeah. Old, then yeah than amorosa or dance yeah gavin yeah. Dance, yeah i was gonna say amorosa and dance gavin dance i kind of think are, are different than slaves i know, remember your critique of of the slaves album was you you weren't really impressed with the second album right yeah i like yeah. the first one i thought the first one was way more unique the second one was just blend it like I would never be able to tell you what song on the second album was different from another song on the second album. Sure. Like it's just like I could put that on randomize and I'd have no idea if it still went in order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. That kind of thing. Of course. So I think, yeah, kind of moving along here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's too bad, but I, if you want, you can go catch Johnny Cray. I mean, like like we mentioned, we, we tweeted about it too. When I saw him live, his voice is just as good live as it is on those albums. So if you have the chance to go see him, you know, go do it. Yeah, it's like I said. I, I you know I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here and hope it's not more of his shenanigans, like warp tour and all that kind of that stuff. That he yeah. he has his shit together because he is a super super talented vocalist, Very musician, true. creative person. Yeah. No, absolutely. So yeah. So there's unfortunately. Let's hope this isn't a weekly. Like I don't want to make a weekly segment called "What Band Broke Up." Like I, I hope this isn't a reoccurring thing because I don't want to lose more bands that I like. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, so I guess another uh, another interesting thing that I saw is I don't know who knows the uh, large music festival. They do this every year. Uh, it's Chicago Open Air, and this year they have it's a I think it's a three day uh, it's a three day concert. And it's a mix of like hard rock metal uh, with some post hardcore and and whatnot mixed in with it. I think it it leans more towards the hard rock and metal though, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pulling it up right yeah. now just to no. see. Oh, it's still loading. Oh, okay. But I think the main I think the main reason why I bring it up is because the band uh Rammstein is going to be playing and it says specifically underneath it that this is their only US uh US date in 2016. So I just want to let anyone who happens to be in the area or anyone who's willing to travel because it's them, you need to go see this show. <laughs> like seriously, I can't I cannot speak more highly of how great they are live, whether it's outdoor or indoor. They are just amazing. Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit. Uh, I know earlier this week when this came up, but so I remember hearing and this was going back probably like 10 years ago. Right. But that they were banned from playing in the U.S. because their shows got out of hands and they would do all of these obscene things <laughs> on stage that people were like, no, 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 we're not having you play in the U.S. Yeah, it, it turns out, if I'm not mistaken too, and I could be, 
But that to that was urban myth from what I know from the band because I've seen them three times live, I believe, all here in the states. Uh, it's very rare because they don't make many U.S. tours. But the reason why uh, it wasn't that they were banned in the U.S. Some of their music was banned based on the music videos here, like on TV. And then also some of their, their music videos, I think, were banned in Germany as well. And were banned in a couple other <laughs> like European countries too. So anyone who doesn't know, Rammstein is from Germany, just in case you didn't know from the name. But uh, they're a, I'd say just straight metal band. I don't think there's anything. I I don't know if you call them melodic metal. I think it's just straight metal. Uh, yeah, with some, that German, that kind of like industrial, German, like a little yeah, industrial. Exactly yeah, yeah, industrial. That was it. that's exactly the yeah. term. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, they they can they do sing a couple songs in English from time to time, but mostly it is in German. Uh, but yeah, they uh they do a crazy crazy. Uh, live performance because it is a performance it's it's their songs but they do crazy scenes and the reason why they got banned from a couple uh, arenas you know or, or venues it wasn't banned from the United States but it was because uh, they did some uh, <laughs> simulated sex stuff like I don't want to you know I think people can look it up themselves uh, but it, it's not it's not what it it's it's showmanship i guess <laughs> it's the best way you want to put it well like but, you put yeah. like you said right it's it's not even just about the music it's the whole show right like harkens back to like the alice cooper days guar even. guar marilyn manson guar, right rob exactly. zombie like they all, all they all do it yeah all of these bands yeah yeah it's about the show it's not just even about yeah. the music yeah and that's the kind of thing like so when i saw them Still, my I, I do actually put when I have to, and I don't often like making lists, but they are still my all-time favorite concert-going experience of all time. Because really? Yeah, because and I count the three shows together because you could take either one of the three, and it would be amazing. But when they, they came to uh, Worcester, which is a city outside of Boston, uh, and they had the the big arena there, they when they did that tour when they did that american tour i think they traveled with 17 buses and the 17 buses was for their stage show it was like 16 plus their own bus or whatever like something like that and they transformed that arena into what they wanted it to be and they had a walkway that went to the center of the mosh pit general mission area like they did everything it just i can't even explain they at one point the singer put on a uh, a flamethrower mask, and the guitarist, uh, sorry, the um, the keyboardist put on a a water spraying mask, and while they were both singing, they were fighting back and forth between the flame and the water, like it's just it's nuts. Uh, That's crazy. Chainsaws, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. It's just um, the amount of time the guitarist guitar guitars lit on fire while they were playing them was amazing <laughs> like it's just it, it's it's beyond words if you have a chance go on youtube see if they have any uh videos that you can do there they've also put out uh, i be i believe uh live dvds as well that you can go ahead and see what i'm talking about but anyone who is traveling for that show or is willing to travel or in the chicago area i highly recommend you go see them i think it's in july Somewhere, somewhere around there, but I'm almost thinking about it. 
Like just <laughs> just for another chance to see Rammstein because you just never know when you're ever going to be able to see them again. Sure. Plus, sure. who doesn't who doesn't like that song Du Hast? Like, That's right. It's so good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so much fun, and they're not one of those bands that doesn't play a, a song because it's too popular. Like you're always going to hear that song at their show. Sure, sure. Yeah. So anyway, so that's my long that's my long spiel on on Rammstein, but man, they're just so good. Like it's yeah, yeah really good. Now, Craig, have you ever listened to them before? Like anything more than Duhast? Uh, I've listened to yeah a little bit of in, back in the day, but not anything in in the last five or seven years. I think you like their technical ability a lot. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. that's. I think that would stand out to you. Obviously, not lyric. You don't listen to lyrics anyway, so it won't matter that they're speaking in German. Like it doesn't matter. But in general, I think I think you would like their composition, and I think you would like their technical ability. Sure, sure. But yeah, but it's also they're also a matter of taste as well. Like of you course, gotta, yeah, that kind of thing. But yes, if anyone seriously, one of my highest recommendations, if you can go see Rammstein live, make sure you do it for sure. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Go ahead. What's the next? What's the next? So topic? yeah. So next on the docket was uh, I think probably the the big story this year, which is picking up a lot of traction in the last couple of days, and I think it's kind of still evolving here uh, as it's come out. But I first saw this on Fuse. They put out a, a, an article about this, and then Alt Press picked it up, and a bunch of bands had tweeted about it. So if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go and make your own decision. But uh, the video is up online, but. Apparently, the story so far, frontman uh, booted a fan off the stage, and booted is, I think, putting it mildly, in my opinion. But you should sure. again go and watch the. If you haven't seen the video, pause the podcast. It's everywhere. Go watch the video, and then come back and listen to our opinions, and you can have. Uh, we'll have formed an opinion for yourself. <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah we, don't we listen should, to us. <laughs> we should dig into this, but in short, so again, yes. go watch the video. But in short, we'll kind of summarize here. Fan gets on stage. Apparently, looking like she's taking either a selfie. Now it's the beginning of the song. It it's is the beginning. beginning of the I think of their final song. If if I, I if I correctly heard him, because there is an intro, so there is context to this. I'm pretty sure they were saying that they were done, but they're having so much fun that they wanted to play one more, like something like that. So yeah, that's kind of what I took yeah. from it too. So he so, does that intro, and then yes, yeah, she's on the stage, and everyone's basically turned away from her, right? Uh, everyone's kind of like bobbing along yeah. and the video is coming from somebody else in the audience who's videoing it on a cell phone because I think everybody kind of has their cell phones out. Or we'll talk people, about that too. Yes. Some people have their cell phones out and we get into this in the interview. So if you already listened to the interview with Josh, you'll have heard we kind of talked about this a little bit. Yep. Um, but as the song kicks up, she looks like she's either taking a selfie or taking a picture kind of of the crowd. Like, hey, look, I got on stage kind of thing. Um the singer comes up behind her, jumps, and with two feet, kicks her back into the crowd off the stage, like square in the center of the back. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two things just right off the bat because I know that's not completely the end of the story. But the first one is I'm pretty sure she was doing a selfie because I'm pretty sure I saw Duckface. So okay. I, I pretty I think it is. I think it was Duckface. So I think it was a selfie. And second was I'm not absolutely sure. That he got two feet on her. I know this might be semantics, but because of the angle and because he landed on his feet from jumping from a close distance, like he didn't run and jump from five feet away, I think that he hit her with one foot. Sure. But both feet were off the ground. I just, but, I think it was just one foot. I could sure. be wrong though. 
So regardless, he he kicked her yes, in, he did. in in the back yes. one or two feet, and she went <laughs> flying. Yep. So the things that have come out about this story is that one, it, it's upsetting. I think to see you watch it and kind of have this visceral reaction. I know I did when I watched. it. I was like, "Oh, I just don't know how I feel about this situation." Sure. And the second piece of information was that. Uh, apparently this is not the first time an incident like this has taken place right. with this particular vocalist and this particular band. Right. So uh, the story so far and the vocalist, I, I don't remember what his name is. I forgot his name too. But they're, they're catching a, a little bit of heat right now, and I think they've been uh, – they're, they're going mum's the word right now, staying silent. Yeah, uh, I think they got kicked out. So this was in Toronto. Oh, yeah, it's Parker Cannon is okay. the lead singer's name. Uh, and it was the club, I guess, Mod Club Theater in Toronto. They've been banned from there. That's, that's because of this incident. Because of this incident, yes. Um, for future shows, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I would I would think. But yeah, yeah. And also to keep it in context, too, uh, she was kicked into the awaiting fans, you know, in the crowd. So That's right. Was, so this is this is an, an area where the stage, the crowd comes right up to the stage. Yeah. Like. So it wasn't like it wasn't a huge arena where she just fell into a bunch of barriers or anything like that. And then also, if you look at the reaction of the crowd, it's overwhelmingly positive that this happened. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, well, that's the case that doesn't necessarily oh, make. Uh, the incident correct. No, I'm just setting the that. scene. I'm just setting the scene. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. laughing. I'm laughing because. Just going to so many shows, the amount of times I can tell you that something similar to this has happened. Like, I still remember, this is one of my favorite stories. So, I was, um, it was back when I was doing street teams and stuff in college. And I got a bunch of free tickets to go see shows. And I used to go to shows maybe like three times a week. Because why wouldn't you? You know what I sure. mean? Like, I'm getting the tickets, loving the bands, going at. And I never thought I would ever go see this band. But I went to see Everclear live. Okay. Do you remember them? You know, yeah. father of mine, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. So got the free tickets. I'm like, you know what? They're classic. Uh, I'm going to go see them. I don't remember who opened. I don't remember any of that kind of stuff. But it's almost widely known. I'll, I'll say allegedly. It's almost widely known allegedly that the lead singer, I believe his first name is Art, is kind of a dick when it comes to, you know, like just in general like to fans and you know like he's he's very high on his art of his music like that kind of thing which is fine but sure. it's just that's kind of the reputation that he is that he has gotten for himself so he, at the end for his final for the final song which i think might have been father of mine something like that he goes hey i'm going to allow some women to come up on stage so no guys but he's going to allow women so he starts pointing to women it wasn't an open invitation he starts pointing to women that he's allowing on stage, and they are more of the attractive variety, let's say, right? Sure. Now, other girls that he did not hand choose have started making their way onto stage as well, because why wouldn't you want to? You know what I mean? If this is one of your favorite bands or something like that. He then, and that's why I'm saying allegedly, because you know I'm not going to deal with this later. He started pushing said girls that he did not pick back out into the crowd pretty hard like it was the shove in the back similar not with his foot but similar and saying no i choose who gets up on stage you don't get to just come up on stage and the whole crowd loved it so 
I've seen things like this happen. I've seen people throw people off stage. I've seen all that kind of stuff. So I'm just, I want to put it in context a little bit that that's why I'm laughing is because this isn't a new thing really for me to see. Well, of course. So I think, right, it's it's a different time where now everybody has a cell phone with a video camera that's out all the time and they capture every incident that takes place and it gets put up on the web. Yep. So every incident, no matter how harmless it may appear, is put into the public eye for scrutiny. Yep. yep. This incident being no exception. And right, wrong, or indifferent, that's kind of just the the society we live in now. I think what was interesting, and I don't know if we haven't gotten to this yet, but was that the crowd loved it, yet she was on stage taking a selfie, and all the everybody in the crowd, or a lot of people in the crowd, had their phones out, or what looked like their phones out, recording the thing, too. So everybody was just, like, living through their phones here. Right. And so, that's... I bring it up in the interview. That's one of my pet peeves with shows, is, yeah, especially because I'm 6'5", and I don't like blocking people, so I'm always in the back of shows watching. Like exactly. that's one thing I don't want to block anyone's views. So people tend to put their phone up right in my face when I'm watching a show because they're trying to get their moment. And it's the same thing that Josh said too, though. It's it is nice for people to be able to share those sets with other people through YouTube or whatever. That is really nice. But then they're also not living in the moment of seeing the show and they're making the show harder for other people to see as well. That's right. So yeah, so kind of just a side note here. If you're going to a show, yeah, take a picture, take a video or whatever, but make sure you enjoy the show, not through your phone screen. Yeah, just sit and, there and experience the music. And it's kind of one of the things I would like to say to this to this girl as well is try not to be selfish. Like it's not about you. Like, think about the people that are behind you if you're holding up your phone. Think about, you know, that kind of thing. Think about when you're on stage that people or when you're – look, I know people love to crowd surf and they, they love to do it. But that's one of the most, like, irritating things, especially if you're tall <laughs> in a show because you just want to watch the band but you're getting kicked in the head. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't do it because it is a it is a favorite pastime of our genres of music and everything, our scene. Sure. But but in general, it's like try not to think of yourself all the time. You know that's what I right. mean? People didn't come here to see you. They came here to see the band, right? That, that's right. Yeah. So, so it, exactly. Yeah. Th think about yeah, it, the experience of all the other people and the experience of yourself. You know, do you want to remember this show as, hey, I filmed this show on my phone? Or do you want to remember this as, hey, I went to this and I had this experience at a show? Right. I lost my mind with passion for this music. That's and right. I wasn't worried that the frame was correct in my phone as I was watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and right, there's there's always that the desire to want to relive it later and rewatch it, and I get it. Sure, but yeah, yeah. But I guess it. I guess in general, then. So, what is your what is your overall opinion of this? Because we should note as well that the video continues, and after she is kicked off a stage. Other people continue to get on the stage. That was a welcome thing to for people to go on the stage and stage dive, just not to hang out on the stage and do whatever you wanted. So they're having people get on stage, run around, jump off stage. Like sure. that's that's allowed. He is not doing anything to anyone else who's on the stage. It was just her. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean my my general opinion is this. It's yes, I agree that she was wrong. She shouldn't have been on the stage taking a selfie. 
because it's the show isn't about her. People didn't pay to come see her. People aren't supporting her. They're supporting the story so far and all the other bands that played that night. Right. And, and that's what they're there to see. As a band, what you have to realize is that these are the fans that are supporting you. And you're not there. Nobody came to a show to get kicked or hurt. And you as the band and as somebody who's up there on the stage leading by example need to lead by example. And you can't be just booting people off the stage. (laughs) I mean, you can escort them to the side or call over security, whatever, to take care of it if that's how you want to deal with it. It didn't seem like there was any security whatsoever in that show. And if that's the case, I mean, you just can't like you can't kick somebody <laughs> off the stage and back into the crowd because it's it's a fine line between, you know, somebody getting hurt or you getting hurt or both. Right. And and then it becomes a much more serious incident. And again, we have no I, I don't know if everybody's OK in this incident. True. Either. there has I have not seen it. It's surprising, actually, because it's a pretty good view of the of the girl in question. I'm sure she'll have some something to say. Someone will track her down, especially with how big this story is in the scene and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I would assume that someone will talk to her and ask her. I mean, her it's a super surprised face she has when she realizes that she just got kicked in the back, uh, for sure. Well, I'm no sure. Doubt. But I guess, I guess also the question is, so if he hadn't kicked her, let's just say he would gone up behind her and thrown her off, would people be as incensed as they are? I think less so because the kick just seems so violent. But I still think even the fact of like throwing, shoving, like just pushing somebody off the, sh- the stage. Yep. Again, like she wasn't like she wasn't ready for it. She wasn't realizing like, hey, somebody's going to come shove me or throw right. me back into the audience. So yeah. I think it still would have been as bad just slightly less bad i don't know yeah it's it's still bad it is bad oh yeah for sure i i I am not condoning (laughs) kicking girls in the back uh at concerts by by any means by any means yeah i mean especially if they don't deserve it there's (laughs) there's no reason uh for that kind of thing to happen it's just so crazy that this picked up as much steam as it did like that yeah. kind of thing, because I guess just because I've seen things happen like this so many times before, um, I I didn't realize people didn't think it was that apparent. But I don't know. I guess I guess it was just so the picture of her being so shocked and falling into the audience is just right there for everyone to see. Yep. So yeah, I have a I have a statement here. Um, you want me to read what funeral for a friend said? I think we could probably just do snippets of it, right? Because it's up there on their on yeah, their website. Just look it's- on yeah, look on Facebook. Um, you know, they, they basically said that uh it's bad for the entire scene that this happened and that everyone should be looking out for everyone's safety, uh, that there should be like a, a positive example set, not a negative one. I was a little I was a little surprised, uh, because I just wasn't expecting like a full statement from bands before like for for something like this uh but i guess it makes sense i i'm not like i said i'm not condoning it i'm just questioning some of the motives around sure. it because why you know that's we're here we're, we're partially a news source right now uh talking about our different opinions on these things so yeah it i i wouldn't i would never have done it myself uh but i do i can tell you for sure i understand why the crowd uh applauded and was very excited when it happened. 
Sure. Again, but two wrongs. Oh yeah, no, kind no, of thing. And sure. that's that's kind of where I come from. Is right. just like, yeah, they're both wrong. Uh, I just like that's kind of where I'm just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Sure. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's why it's always good to talk it out. And I hope she's okay. I, like, for I, sure. Absolutely. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just, I guess, this always brings up, and it's not saying that anyone deserves it. It's just saying that we live right now in such a selfish, uh, selfish society that, I mean, that would have made me very like if I was watching the band and people just now go up on stage and pose for selfies and you know, that's the thing to do. Like, I certainly don't want that trend happening. I, like, agree. I, I hope that does. I hope that's not a thing now where bands start letting people up to do that because of this situation. And they show like, oh, we want, we love our fans. We don't want to kick them off stage. So come on up here and take selfies. Like, I certainly don't want that to start. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So that's, but yeah, I don't, I don't condone it. Uh, I don't think she deserved it. Uh, you know, especially something that harsh. I guess it's always a question of where do you draw the line? Because if he come up and pushed her in the back, if he had turned her around and given her the fingers, you know, and called security and she would have been thrown out or something like that. Like if he would have been like, I'm not doing the show unless she's out of here. Like, is that worse for her? Because I'm guessing she got to see the rest of the show as long yeah. as she was, as long as she wasn't hurt, because it looks like the crowd catches her. Like, it's not like she's just like down for the count or anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I, it's to your point, right. About people being, you know, selfish and self-involved and thinking, you know, the world revolves around them and not, not thinking about those around them. Yes. And, and that's kind of the big thing. And, and again, same thing goes for the vocalist of the story so far, right? He's up there on stage and he's, again, the same thing in the moment, like self-involved. No, this is about me. I'm going to be entertaining. Look. Right. Yeah. Hey, here's a just booty, right? Like it, it's the same kind of mentality that caused both actions. Yeah. Yeah. For so sure. Just yeah. think about other people. Yeah. You know, go and, and, and we encourage you to go watch the video, go track it down and form your own opinion about what you Yeah, see. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like we said, uh, <laughs> we don't condone it. We don't, you know, but we're we're looking at all the different angles because I can tell you for sure that I've been in similar situations of seeing similar things. There, yep. There's no doubt about it. I mean, a concert is a con. I mean, people are not only do you have the you know the jerks in the mosh pit, you know, for for lack of a better word, um, you've got the crazy people that you know mosh pitting has evolved for years and years and years. And to something completely different than it used to be. Crowd yeah. surfing's the same way. Like yep. that, you know, people just the amount of times it happens now or it doesn't happen at all, depending on the venue. So all that kind. So now this is just the newest, the newest evolution, and I'm just hoping that this doesn't continue. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's my main thing. Is it's already been bad enough that everyone uses their phone at a show, but let's also hopefully this won't continue as well. Yep. I agree. All right. So yeah, so we, we we got that topic out of the way as well. That's so, fine. Yeah, go go see that video. Uh, yeah, and form your own opinion. <laughs> now, Craig, do you want to talk about what you've been listening to this week? Sure. Yeah, we can we can dive into that. Um, so this week, I kind of so in addition to doing the blood ink thing because uh, we we're talking to household and obviously listen to household to prep for that. Uh, we had the landscape release, which came out on Friday, the eighth. Yep. Uh, which was uh, great. I know oh, it's yeah. been kind of getting mixed reviews, and I see it's on your list here, Ian. It is. Um, it it, it kind of got mixed reviews. I, I don't know from what I was gathering, 
But I, regardless of what anybody else thinks, I, I really liked it. I like the direction yeah. that they took it. They really evolved their sound. They're, they have those heavy songs on mm-hmm. there. But again, a, another band that really thought about what they wanted to do um, and, and how they wanted to, to move their sound in kind of that more melodic way. Yep. And do some acoustic stuff on there, some slower songs, the heavier stuff. And you kind of got a snippet of that if you listen to our episode with Sean where Absolutely. we played the two songs and the juxtaposition of those those two songs with each other coming from the same band and the same album even. Right. Uh, but I think it, it's a fantastic album. You should absolutely go pick it up. It's called Modern Earth by Landscapes. Yep. You can check out episode 12, I think it is, where we interview Sean. So bad with uh, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that says Landscapes, yes. whatever that one is. Yeah, I've been doing that so people can just focus in on that. Exactly. So uh, you, you should go and do that. Uh, listen to that. Listen to the songs and listen to Modern Earth. Great album. Uh, the other thing I dove into this week was uh, when I got my alt press, I like that they're doing these like 10 or 12 bands that you need to know for whatever the month is. Yep. And two of the bands were on there were uh, Tiger Wine and Ira Hill. Mm-hmm. So Tiger Wine is actually on Blood and Ink, which is the same record label that Households on. I think uh, you mentioned them in the interview I did, as well. I did mention them. Yeah. So yeah, so I kind of came, I stumbled across an Audio Tree set that they did. Um, so Audio Tree and Little Elephant, and I'm, I know I mention this like every week on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> they do really great live sets here. Um, and this, the live set on Audio Tree with Tiger Wine was incredible. Mm-hmm. These guys are just this raw, edgy, aggressive, indie, emo, um, if you're a fan of kind of what title fight, early title fight does or balance and composure, we were just talking about balance and composure, um, some basement stuff, right? Like we're just talking about them too. These guys are kind of in that same vein there, uh, where they're really kind of push it. They do kind of these forced vocals where they get into the screams. The guitars are just so heavily distorted that you're, you're getting just a ton of feedback. I encourage you to go watch their set on audio tree. They basically do their whole EP right. on uh, audio tree live yeah, so, yeah and you can get it on apple music you can find it on spotify i'm sure but yeah go listen to their ep i'm not sure what it's called um but you're looking up right now i can see so, yeah but i won't get it right now either no no it's fine i'm gonna move on you'll come back and circle back to me with that uh, the other band that was in there was ira hill so yep. these guys are kind of a metalcore kind of poppy type band i need to check them out i have not had a chance yet yeah so i think you would really like them so if you're a fan um i have a day to remember here and chunk no captain chunk they're kind of in that they kind of fell in the same thing uh where they do kind of this really fun pop hardcore metalcore mix blend of i don't know just a whole bunch of different stuff um really good i really like their ep too also don't remember what that's called i'm gonna try and look that one up uh there i actually have that one uh their ep is called just keep swimming Okay, so Ira Hill, Just Keep Swimming is the EP. And did you find the Tiger Wine one? I'm I did so not yet. Sorry, I have the That's search right. I'm going to put it up right now. It's a uh, Tiger Wine. There we go. All right. It is do, 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 uh, Lull, L-U-L-L. That's right, Lull. Yep. So, so that's what I was listening to uh, this week. So kind of uh, just some different stuff, uh, but both really good bands. Um you should go check them out uh, and, and do it. And then the one thing that came up in the show, kind of not on this track, I'm going to digress a minute here, but I want to clarify something here because I feel like it made me sound bad. But I said about not wanting to go to a lot of shows and not having that <laughs> desire. And I, I want to clarify that because I do. And one of my goals here is to try and get to more shows. Yeah. Um, 
I got to I got to make more of an effort to go to more shows and <laughs> simply connect. So I just wanted to clarify that. I'm sitting here thinking about it. As well. Oh, that's what you've been thinking. <laughs> Blabbing away. But anyway, Ian, what have you been listening to? I've been all over the place, man. I have not been able to connect with any <laughs> like I listen to households so much the same way I always do. Like yeah. I just on repeat, like back and forth. Um, but I went on so many different directions. I've been having people send me just random Spotify songs to listen to, but it's from like, I don't even know. What do you call like, what do you call Paris's stuff? Like what, what is, you know, the PVIRS is Paris, right? Yeah. Is yeah how you Paris. say it. Yeah. But um, like what type of like edgy techno, like not techno, but edgy house stuff. Uh, they're not even house stuff. No, they do some electronic stuff, but I still think they're like heavy rock. He- See, that's what's weird is like, the, the bands that people are set have been sending me recently, I don't know why, but they've been sending me these like Paris type bands and they're not rock. Like it's sure, but it's very sim in the similar vein to them. Yeah, yeah. I really like Paris. I think what they're doing is excellent. I like them too. Unfortunately, I did not realize they were playing the Royale in Boston for two nights and now they're both sold out. Uh, because I actually would have gone to see them because I saw them with Bring Me the Horizon. I thought they did a really good job. Sure. I think I think they, you know, quote unquote, rock up their music yeah, when they're out I'm on sure. tour, kind of thing. So and I and I enjoy that. But yeah, and I they're just also from Massachusetts, which is that's I'm sure yeah, not helping the fact that they're playing in Boston. Exactly. Yeah. So and I haven't been to a show at the Royale for a while, so I was kind of looking forward to that because I like that venue. But sure. yeah, it's just a little unfortunate. But yeah, so I just been on this weird kick and then people have been sending me indie bands too because I'll listen to anything. Like give me a ch- like, you Will know. You? But <laughs> I listen to it. I listen to it for the first time and then I go, "No, this yeah, is no. this is not my style." But one of the bands that did stick out to me was a band called Taxes. And I thought they were very it was like a um like a hipster brand new kind of like old school brand new that kind of thing um and i have a song that i love um i think it's a accountants and and acquis or um ah oh crap it's something like that you'll see it accountants and accomplices or something accomplices and acquisitions something somewhere around that that line uh but i thought they were very good see my head's all over the place from all these different bands that i've been listening to uh and then uh, Deftones new album came out on Friday as long um, along with Landscape's new album but I only got to listen to a little bit of Deftones because I was also waiting for my actual album to come in so I oh, yeah. You know, yeah I've kind of put it around in Spotify the same as I'm waiting for my Desire EP which isn't here yet so I've been going back and forth between Error as well and a bunch of a ton of uh, of cover songs which is what I tend to do from time to time so, yeah, yeah. yeah, it depends on the mood and everything. So, yeah. So I've been all over the place this week for sure. Awesome. But, yeah, that's always good. That's kind of how I operate, too, is kind of just like a little bit of everything kind of sprinkled in there because I can't I can't always listen to the same type of music. Oh, see, I can. I can, but I go on the random ones every once in a while. Yeah, I have to switch it up, and it totally depends on my mood in the day. And I'll totally start with like all indie stuff in the morning, and then switch to like all my screaming stuff in the afternoon. And sure. then like that's not uncommon for me to like all post rock in the morning, and then all just like red. Like it doesn't like you. You've heard me listen to jazz before. I know that drives you nuts. Oh, and, it does. It's and so I just like I'll just kind of bounce all over the place because I need a little bit of everything. It kind of yeah. Oh, that makes how sense. I operate. That makes but, total sense. Yeah, so that's awesome. So. 
I think I think we covered everything, didn't we? I think we did cover everything. So as you know, hopefully you enjoyed the interview here. As always, we're we're trying to set some more stuff up yeah. for everybody. So hopefully you're enjoying it. Like like we always say on this, you know, reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, email. Let us know what you think of the episode. More importantly, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. It's how we keep track of how many people are listening. Find us on ianhates.com. You can send us emails, ianhates at gmail.com. Facebook, facebook.com backslash Ian Hates and Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. And be yep. sure to check out Ian's other podcast, which is Ian Hates Movies. New episodes every week. Yeah, Ian tomorrow. Ian Kelly yep. do new movies. What's the movie this week? Uh, it's not a new movie uh, this time. It's it's Jennifer's Body. Oh, okay. If anyone remembers that movie from uh, 2009 with Megan Fox. Uh, okay. Yeah, we recorded that already, so it'll actually come out a little bit earlier tomorrow. Uh, but we had fun talking about that. We've we've been on a um, feminism in mu- in movies kick recently. Okay, so cool. yeah, it's a fun time. So be sure to check that out. And then if you liked our interview with Josh Gilbert, you should check out all of Household's music. If you want to check out Household, mm-hmm. you can go to their website, which is householdband.net. You'll yep. find them on Facebook, facebook.com backslash household music. They're on Instagram, instagram.com backslash household mpls. That's M as in Michael. PLS and then Twitter uh, their Twitter handle is household MPLS there you go yeah good uh, job man so you can find all of their stuff uh, hopefully you're you're enjoying it uh, like I said we're always trying to kind of generate some new things here so right let us know what you think and share it with your friends uh, share it uh, on on Facebook and on Twitter that really helps us out yeah and uh, we'll have the final song from household on here is going to be sway so yeah, I think we're we're all set. Uh, thank you again to Josh from Household. That was a great interview. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. I know we did. Uh, so Craig, I I know you've oh. been you've been overground this this week. So I you have got a, been. You got a catchphrase? I I don't. I thought I was onto something earlier this week, <laughs> and I don't even remember what it was. It was just like it's like snippets of things that like come and go in my head, like <laughs> most everything else. So no, maybe nope. next week, episode seventeen. Maybe that'll be that, my episode. That's the lucky one. I gotta <laughs> ask. I, I gotta ask. All right. So yeah. So once again, um, we're gonna we'll do the outro and and then we'll play Sway, so you can enjoy that from household. So I will leave you the way I always do: long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.
Get it!